Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Freedom Podcast. If you're new here, I'm Alexis, and I co-host the show with Katie. Um, we've been doing the show for a couple years now. We just touch on all different types of topics. Um, we talk about our own faith journey. We talk about just our struggles. We talk about all different topics, sometimes politics, but not so much. But um, today we're diving into um, a topic that we're both passionate about. And I think that really America has gotten very passionate about over the last couple of months um, because of a movie that came out, The Sound of Freedom, which um, has a lot of people talking about um, the sex trafficking industry and human trafficking just in general. And we want to touch on that topic and kind of the connection between pornography, Hollywood, human trafficking, and um, really just the exploitation of, of um, women and children and people in general, which um, unfortunately, this isn't anything that is new. Um, this has been around for a really long time, um, unfortunately. And even in the Bible, God is constantly talking about the importance of protecting um, women and children, and in particular, widows and um, the fatherless, because strong men keep a society safe. And um, so I just wanted to open up with just a verse um, from Psalms. It's um, Psalms 82, three through four. It says, defend the weak and the fatherless, uphold the cause of the poor and the oppressed, rescue the weak and the needy, deliver them from the hand of the wicked. And we have talked about sexual immorality on this podcast before and sexual sin and um, just how it's so rampant in society and how society has just made it so normal to consume things like pornography or softcore porn, even when you open up your Instagram and how you really need to protect your mind and your heart um, from those things. Because there's this, when you, there's this like, ability to kind of desensitize our minds and our hearts to these things when we're seeing it all the time. When you're seeing it in movies, you're seeing sex scenes and things like that. And like that is a deliberate um a deliberate cause and or not a deliberate cause, but kind of just like a it's a open door. It's like a crack in the door, just trying to get people to just consume this material that is, um, you know, it's not so, so bad, but it's just a little bit there. And I think that's why now we have a society that has such an issue with pornography. And um, it's just, it's so rampant in our society and it's so normalized. And it was interesting because mm -hmm. last night, before I even told my boyfriend the topic that we were talking about, he was sharing a story with me that happened at work and um, yeah. he was doing some training at work and he works um, in a warehouse with a bunch of guys. So um, he was talking to a guy and the guy somehow got brought up about something about going to like a strip club. And my boyfriend was like, yeah. oh no, like, no. He's like, oh, I'm going this weekend. The guy, his coworker. And um, then somehow he mentioned pornography and I don't know how the conversation got brought up, but they started talking about that. And he was like, Oh no, like, I don't, I don't watch that. And literally the guy was so shocked that he told a couple other people in the warehouse that like, Oh, you know, that he doesn't watch that. And they were all shocked. And he was like, I, and we were talking about it last night. And I was like, it's so weird that you bring up this conversation because that is so normal. Like every guy yeah. just assumes like that guy didn't even know anything about like my boyfriend's background. He just assumed that that was a normal conversation to bring up with another guy. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that mm -hmm. men are the only people who consume pornography, but he thought that was normal. Like this has been so normalized. And that is why we also now have this yeah. industry of trafficking children and women. And we're seeing it, um, 
all throughout society. And it's a major issue. So I thought that was so interesting before I even brought that up. I was like, the crazy thing is, is like, that's literally our topic tomorrow. And um, so we were kind of chatting about it last night. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking up statistics earlier this week, just on pornography and, and sex trafficking. And I knew that the stats were pretty shocking, but actually specifically, I got this from fightthenewdrug.org. It's a really good resource for individuals who are looking for just more information on the dangers of pornography, but also statistics and also what the results of consumption of pornography lead to. And it's data driven. It's not just a religious organization from a you know moral perspective. It's actually talking about um, like statistics and data and and the results of pornography and sexual deviancies and all these things from actually a secular perspective. So not only does the Bible back this up, but also uh, just looking at the results in our society, not even looking at God's word, which obviously that is the foundation of our truth and everything, but every statistic and result of sex trafficking, pornography, all of these things, just the Bible clearly lays out the truth and then all of these stats back it up. So it is interesting, even from a secular perspective, looking at it and they talk about just the mental effects and how it actually changes your brain chemistry, how when you consume pornography, it leads to a desire for more extreme forms of pornography. And so sometimes I think we have this question, like how did someone get to the place of trafficking children? Like how does someone even get there? How does someone even get to a place where they're busted for having hundreds of thousands of images of children, pornographic images of children on their computer? How are they, how are they trafficking? Even if they're not physically trafficking children, they are trafficking and exploiting children. If you're, if you're traffic, if you're moving those images around the internet, that is trafficking. Um, You're exploiting something that's taken of an image, a video of a child, and that you are, uh, you are are giving it to other people, and that is that is just abuse of children. Whether or not it's physical, uh, it was at one time, but then also those images, and that's the thing about the internet: one image, one video can continually be um, just moved around the internet time and time and time again. And so that's the danger, especially with pornography and the internet, is that not only is the consumption or the the abuse and the um, taking advantage of these children, these these innocent in- individuals, not just children, but humans in general, is that it's continually um, just cir- circulating through the internet time and time and time again. So it's not just a one-time thing. It's a continual, that same person is exploited over and over and over. And so I'm v- recently, I mean, we've talked about this. I've just become very passionate about uh, this topic in general, um, but kind of going back to the statistics. So approximately, I looked this up from fightthenewdrug.org, 91.5% of men and 60%, 60.2% of women have reported consuming pornography in the past month. And that was in 2020. So the stats are, are I mean, they speak for themselves. The fact that we have a huge problem and it's not just in you know, pornographic websites. It also is the normalization, like you talked about on apps like social, uh, Instagram. And even I was on Twitter yesterday. I was trying to actually, there's a couple of people that I was just like, I want to check out their Twitters. I don't have a Twitter. And I literally open up Twitter. And the first video that says suggested for you, I don't even have an account mm-hmm. is a 
pornographic video of a girl. And I just looked at that. And of course, it's like softcore porn. But um, I looked at that and I thought, man, this is so prevalent that even just opening up a new app, I'm exposed to that. And so, like you said, we just have to be very mindful of what we expose our minds to because, you know, we look at something like pornography and we look at the the step-by-step progressive nature of pornography where these men, they start with, um, and women too, but especially we see this with, mm-hmm. with men's just more of their sexual drive and and that's just innate um inherently more of of how god created men are to be more visually driven and so in general they are going to have uh, more of a propensity to be consumers of porn and also um, individuals who are trafficking women and children and that sort of thing but we see just okay how does someone get to this place of this sexual deviancy well it's this it's step by step by step it's every single day it gets a little bit more extreme a little bit more extreme a little bit more extreme and then by you know we we look at someone like that and we think how in the world could they get, they get to that place well we also have to take a look at our own our own heart our own selves are we con- contributing to this problem by being consumers and that's the first question and a consumer is not just a pornographic website it is also going to these these movies and these industries like you said going to a strip club the guys just it's normal looking at porn they are perpetuating and as also look at looking at ourselves. What movies are we watching? What industries are we supporting? Are we actually perpetuating the problem by being consumers and being desensitized? We ask these questions about other individuals. How could they get so far? We need to look at our own hearts. Are we actually just so desensitized that when we see a naked image, we're not, we're just like, "Mm, okay, it doesn't really affect me. Have we gotten to that point of being desensitized to that point? Well, you know, instead of kind of throwing stones and looking at these extreme examples and other individuals, yes, that's a huge problem, but also it starts in the heart and it starts looking, looking at ourselves in the mirror and asking, how are we contributing to this problem and how can we fight against it? And how can we actually bring awareness to this and talk about, okay, pornography leads to the exploitation of women, of children and of men, but especially women and children and the most vulnerable in our society. And it's just, it's devastating. I was looking at some of the, you know, as I was doing this research and just listening to some interviews of women who are in the pornography industry or who, who were and talking about how they were exploited by, I mean, just being groomed. One thing led to a next, a boy, a older boyfriend told them, I'm going to make you a model. And then next thing, uh, well, take off your clothes. Let's do some naked images. That's going to get you popular. Next thing leads to video. And then before you know it, she is selling her body because of this groomer, um, who, who took advantage of a very vulnerable individual. And so, you know, I think we just really have to be aware of what is, what is the root of this. And obviously it is the sin of our heart. Um, but also how can we eradicate that from our own hearts and then also help other people break free from this? Because it is that step-by-step process and we see it everywhere in our society. And we need to wake up to the fact that it is enslaving not only men's minds, but physically women, children, and men um, across the board. Yeah. Well, and it's crazy that you mentioned that stat about the 92% of men um, this month. Mm. It's not even like, oh, once in my lifetime or things like that. And um, it's interesting because growing up, I remember my dad always saying like when you're, um, you know, getting ready to date or marry someone like, 
the one question that you should always ask them is whether they watch pornography and when was the last time they watched it and things like that. And I just remember like thinking it was interesting because I, I think when he started mentioning it when I was a little bit younger, maybe like 14, 15 before I was even dating. But it's so yeah. interesting because him being a man and understanding the issue that men struggle with a little bit more than women. I think women we've been um, like kind of conditioned to try to be like mm. men where, like you said, like sexual mm. desires are a lot different between men and women. And that's the beauty of the difference between both of us um, is that, you know, we're just different. And, and I think with men, like that struggle is a lot um stronger. And when you are exposing yourself to just images, like you were saying, you open up Twitter, you don't even have a Twitter mm-hmm. and you're seeing something like, what if a man who has, who was trying to stop watching pornography decides to start a Twitter and that opens up and he's relapsing mm-hmm. all over again. And I do mm-hmm. think that people think just because it's behind a screen and that they're not quote unquote contributing to it, they don't understand like, no, like someone was abused in this. Someone was hurt by this. A lot of the time, people who are in that industry, like, didn't ever see themselves or want to be in that industry. And they are being trafficked and groomed. And a lot of times they're not Mm -hmm. even, you know, getting the money. Their pimp is getting the money or things like that. Like Exodus Cry is um, an Instagram page that shares um, some of the women's stories who are ex, like, uh, porn um, actresses and things like that. And they, their stories that they shared, like about even the producers and how they want to like break them from the beginning. So they don't have a choice in what they do or don't do. And, um, that was a lot of people in that industry and it's not uncommon. I think that people don't share it just like the same with Hollywood. Um, I don't know if, um, people are familiar with Elijah Wood, but I'll never forget this quote because I actually do remember hearing it. And I think he pulled the comment um, over backlash. But in 2016, Elijah Wood said Hollywood has a major pedophilia problem. And it was in an interview. I don't know what the interview was, but I remember hearing that quote. And that quote circulated for a while back in 2016. Mm -hmm. And people are like, oh, what's going on? But then we look at the people like Harvey Weinstein, Jeffrey Epstein, and we're seeing like it wasn't a Mm -hmm. not small operations like these men or people knew that they were doing this to children and no one did anything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, they were involved in so many horrible things. There's been so many actors um, that have come out and a lot of men in Hollywood who've come out and have said that they were groomed Mm -hmm. and, um, and, you know, me and randomly me and my boyfriend were talking about um, the R Kelly and Aaliyah situation. um, uh, Cause we were listening to like an Aaliyah song and, you know, she was 15, like, and, and they were technically together, but he he said they weren't, but, you know, I was like, you know, these parents aren't protecting these kids and they want them to be famous and they want them to um, have all these things. And even Justin Bieber, like there were stories that came out about him and just so many people you see in Hollywood just kind of just turns a blind eye. And um, there's this filmmaker out in Hollywood, um, Amy Berg, and she did a documentary called an open secret. And it's all about the sex trafficking uh, or sexual abuse, sorry, um, in Hollywood and kind of just exposing these higher ups in the industry. And when a producer, someone who runs a major, um, you know, like Warner Brothers or something like that, run a film industry, no one's saying anything because no one wants to lose their jobs, which is so sad that they lose mm-hmm. money. But um, it's it's definitely a huge issue. And like you said, going back to the heart and and not allowing yourself to be so desensitized to these things that mm-hmm. you know that 
matter. And, and you have to, I think everyone's probably at like different places. Cause I remember like, I remember when I was like, I'm not going to like watch movies that have like any, even into windows or things like that. Or if it's like a movie that has a small into window, like fast forwarding it or just things to not let mm-hmm. yourself get so used to consuming those things. I don't follow right. people, even if it's girls who are constantly like, you know, taking half naked photos and things like that. And, you know, I'm a woman, so it's not like that's a struggle of mine, but like, I don't want to even want to be supporting that. And as women, like we also have to do our due diligence to understanding that men have more of a propensity to, you know, um, just consume those kind of images. And we can't be like, oh, like, why are men so like overly sexual and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, there's all these things that are allowing that to happen. And if you become Mm -hmm. a slave to that, you're going to go deeper and Mm -hmm. deeper and deeper. And like you said, like, how do people get here? How do people get into selling children and women? Um, And it really does. It starts small and then it grows and grows and grows. And I know there like it's not just a secular issue. It's also an issue that's in the church that is not talked about. Oh, yeah. I know um, a lot of men that my dad has counseled that have had these issues and it does, it always goes further. It like most of the time it does end in divorce because the woman is fed up. She can't take it anymore. And it does, it ends marriages. It corrupts minds. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, it takes you so much further than you think. And if you think just because you're sitting by behind a screen that you're not, contributing to this issue of human trafficking, you really are. And, um, you know, it's such a huge issue. And I live in San Diego, which is a, uh, well, everyone knows where San Diego is, you know, it's right next to Mexico. And, you know, just the immigration issue. And I know that people don't like, love talking about the immigration issue, but it is a major issue. Because I remember in um, two, it was either 2007 or 2008, there was a huge, um, uh, um, child trafficking bust in Escondido, which is a little bit more inland, probably about 40 minutes from the border. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll never forget that because I ended up doing, I was telling you, I ended up doing my senior project on human trafficking and we raised money to donate to one of the local um, uh, local foundations that help fight against that. And that was the first time I ever heard about it. And I was like, this is a huge issue. Like this is major. And I think it was like 30, 20 or 30 children that they rescued from this um, storage unit, um, in Escondido. And I'll never forget that. And, you know, there's so many organizations, um, but yeah, I'll, it, it really is going after the most vulnerable. And we were kind of talking earlier, like the kids in the foster care system, runaways, homeless, like these kids are getting swept up off the streets and no one knows where they're going. And it's it's um, just a really dark world that does exist and that it has been covered up for a long time. And there are waves of people talking about it. And, um, you know, I heard about it a while ago and was involved for some time and, I was like, okay, this is awesome that this movie came out because it's like, I have never seen a big film. Like everyone remembers Taken with like Liam Neeson and no one had an issue with that film. No one had an issue. And so that is a reality. A lot of the times that, you know, people are abducted and then, you know, taken to different countries and things like that. Um, But then when, you know, a true story um, comes out and people are like, oh no, this can't be true. And it's like, yeah, this foundation has been around for forever. The one that he started. So I'm like, you know, this is not anything like new and they do special operations like that. Like the, this is a thing. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's interesting to see the media's response to the movie. So anyone who is listening to this, who has not seen the sound of freedom, definitely. I mean, I would say 
go, uh, even just to support the film. Um, and the fact that, I mean, I, I looked at, Jake was looking up, my husband, Jake was looking up the, the statistics of how much money it garnered. And I think it was like $150 million here in North America. Mm -hmm. And that is without any sort of media. I mean, think about how much the Barbie movie is being like Barbie is everywhere right now. Okay. And think about the marketing with that. And I will say they're doing a great job at marketing it, but there has been no marketing for this, for the sound of freedom. Their budget was basement level compared to all of these other films. And, and then the media, it's interesting to see how they are talking about it as a conspiracy, even though this is nothing to do. They're talking about how it's tied with a conspiracy group and how, um, you know, there's basically saying it's a conspiracy. And, And I'm like, isn't that interesting that the media does not take child sex trafficking seriously. They take Barbie more seriously than they do child sex trafficking. And they're trying to d- dismiss it as a conspiracy when this is actually a true story that they are, that this movie portrays. And there have been mul- a multitude of, of special operations rescue missions that have rescued, I think on this, in this movie, I think they, it was like 40 children, I want to say from this one island. Um, I can't remember specifically the number, but a lot of children and this is one mission and it's yeah. a movie it is not a political movie it is not a movie with any sort of agenda except for saving children and it's interesting to see um and also bringing awareness to to sex trafficking and the fact that you know we're just we're very unaware of the fact that there are so many millions of people enslaved today even though we think of slavery as being oh well that happened in the past and it's like no nope, it's actually just as prevalent today as it was in the past um just a different form and well similar forms too i'm sure this was going on back then but it's yeah. it's much more insidious and and just uh under you know kind of under the guise of of hollywood and elites and uh, money and you know this immigration issue we have a lot of it is human trafficking not just drug trafficking and i remember just being struck by the way that the media was portraying it and i thought this you know i went and saw the movie and i thought okay does this have a political message because the way the media is dismissing it and talking about it. And there was no political message in it at all. So it really does reveal. It's interesting to see um, the response. And I think that that does reveal where the media is at and the heart behind um, just big, big uh, media, big tech. And it's interesting because I noticed I shared about the Sound of Freedom on my Instagram. And previous to sharing about Sound of Freedom, and I typed up a little thing and said, you need to go see this. Um, my reach was kind of like average for, I can look at statistics for my reach on my Instagram. It dropped off by about 75% right after I shared that. So it's very interesting <laughs> to see. Yeah. Now it could be coincidence. Let's just give, you know, but that's a very strange coincidence yeah. um, that my reach went from, I think it was like 12,000 people on one of my posts that it plummeted to less than a couple of thousand on all of my posts since then. It's interesting to see the correlation. So, and that's, I mean, I've definitely seen a, a dramatic 
um, correlation sometimes with certain things that maybe I share or talk about on my Instagram or Facebook. And then all of a sudden my next posts aren't reaching anyone. And so, you know, we, we call it a conspiracy. We say, oh, well that's, or, you know, many people do No, this is actually happening. And it's been very revealed throughout the past several years, especially with COVID, how yeah. there's censorship, how there is a, um, very methodical, um, uh, just effort behind a lot of these things being silenced. And it is very telling. I think even just the fact that media, uh, social media, social media corporations, aside from Twitter, because Elon Musk runs that, but um, and he's, you know, much, much better than these other, these other individuals. Um, but just looking at how uh, big tech and these corporations and Hollywood want to silence this message. I think that that speaks volumes without even needing to say anything else. So it's sure. interesting to see the correlation. Yeah. Well, and I think the thing is too, is that <clears throat> because we're having such a big immigration um, issue right now in the U S with um, just, you know, the current like presidency and things like that. And I remember reading something that there's like 80,000 missing um, immigrant children right now that have like oh my God. come over, but 80,000 are completely unaccounted for. And that was the last time I saw this. That was probably like a month ago. So I'm sure it's actually wow. worse now. And I'm like, okay, well, what are wow. like, what is happening to these children? And why is our, like, why aren't our government officials doing anything about it? And when there's money to be made in trafficking children and it's so much billions of dollars like how do you like of course of course they're all involved in it and you can say oh that's a conspiracy things like that but if you're allowing children to come over here unaccompanied and they're going missing you were contributing to that issue and i was like mm -hmm. of course I mean, and when you look at someone like a jeffrey epstein who's friends with all these politicians and all these hollywood elites and things like that like everyone knows what he did everyone knows what he was involved with they do know the people that were going over to his island so you can't say like oh yeah this is a conspiracy when there's tons of proof things have been covered up mm -hmm. obviously and there you know no yeah. one's talking about it anymore it's kind of like old news now with um giselle <laughs> maxwell being you know put in prison yeah. and don't ask any more questions. I'm like, okay, who is she covering up for? And I think that the list would be shocking if we ever get to find out who is a part of this, because right. I think it's more people than we are even capable of like understanding because it is such a big issue. And um, really, like you said, just assessing like, what is our contribution to this issue? And if you're someone who is struggling with um, pornography and things like that, like definitely seek help, seek accountability. Um, you know, you it's yeah. not like you're not a Christian if this is an issue that you struggle with, but understanding that you have to step out of that and ask for help and ask for accountability and take the necessary mm -hmm. steps where you won't have easy access to um, these types of things because right. it, I mean, the way that the world is designed, the way social media is designed, like they want right. people to be um, slaves to um, these sexual desires. And we see that in everything, anything flies. There's um, now just this kind of trend of like 
um, people having like open marriages and all these things like this, the, the lines are so blurred. And I think people are just so confused of like, what is right? What is wrong? What is normal? What is not? And I'm like, Mm -hmm. stand on God's word, know his truth and, and the design that he created with um, marriage and family and, and protecting your heart and your mind and your spirit. Like understand like the reason why God designed it that way, because he knew that he knows the depravity of, of human nature and human beings and that there's no load mm-hmm. that we can't go to because we are such a sinful, we're such sinful beings by nature and um, we need a savior. So I think anyone who's listening to this, who may, you know, just struggle with pornography, don't be um, shamed into silence because that is what the devil wants. He wants mm-hmm. you to be shamed into silence and, and, and not talk about it. Um, and share it, like go to your pastor, go to a friend and tell them like, I need accountability. Like mm-hmm. I am struggling with this because I'm sure that the person that you talk to, if you're talking to another man about this, that they have either struggled or are in the same boat as you. And like, if we can start talking about this, this is something that we can solve and figure out. Um, obviously by mm-hmm. God's grace, alone um, and by surrendering that, but don't contribute to this issue because it is a major, major issue and Mm -hmm. it's only being perpetuated by everything around us. Um, So just, you know, don't be ashamed, like go talk to someone, um, get counseling. There's so many ways that you could break free from this bondage that Satan truly wants you to live in and to um, continue to um, just be a slave to, honestly. Yeah. And I think one of the tactics is, is that shame and not talking about it. And if you are struggling with it, I, I mean, the statistics show that any person that you talk to probably is, or has struggled with the same thing. So, um, just knowing that I think can be very freeing and, and that's what God wants is he wants us to be free from the bondage of sin. Mm -hmm. And this pornography addiction is just, it is, really suffocating men and women in our, in our society. And so, um, definitely taking that step of just being vulnerable, I think is, is huge. And so just want to encourage anyone who's listening, who may be struggling with that. God wants you to be free and there is freedom in Christ and there is freedom, uh, from this. I know so many people who have broken free from this addiction, uh, who were some of the most addicted that you, you know, would think of, you thought there's no way, well, it is possible and we can be free and then we can be a force for truth and a force for good and a voice for the voiceless. Definitely. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode. Make sure you share this with a friend. Um, if you can leave us a five-star review on Apple, we'll appreciate it so much. And we'll see you guys in a couple of weeks for another show. Bye. Bye guys.